Okay guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Facing Death, and I'm here today with Nigel, my great friend. How are you doing today, Nigel? I'm a friend. Doing pretty great, <laughs> you? I'm, I'm doing alright, and you're, you're more than a friend, you're more like family. Damn, I'm about to say, like, geez, all your friends? <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. Well, you know, when I was around 19, for years. I was diagnosed with um, a condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, right? And since then, I've had struggles yes. with physical and mental health. And I've always just wanted to help everybody out. Does that sound correct to you? I mean... I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much since, yeah. <laughs> and today, I was just thinking, because I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, I'm in a partial hospitalization program right now for my mental health. And, you know, one thing that's really important with it is progress, not perfection. And I thought that was just something that was... Wow. It kind of hit a little bit harder. Because we all know that progress is hard. But perfection's even harder. Yeah. Well, no one's perfect in this world. I mean, there's people out here that want you to be perfect. But let's be honest, no one's really ever perfect all you can do is make progress towards that perfection nothing really ever makes you be i guess yeah perfect i I definitely understand that and i guess a lot of people try to suppress their emotions and it's like a wave i mean i guess i'm sorry yeah it's, it's almost like if you were in the ocean and, you know, it was a nice wavy day out and you saw a wave that was about to come over your head. Are you going to let it crash over you and close your eyes and hope you don't see it? Or are you going to kick your legs up and try to body surf that wave? I mean, it just depends on the person, you know? There's people out there that would say that they don't want to see it. They don't want to look at it face-to-face, you know? Look at and the problem And that's exactly the problem. Because that's basically... I mean, I guess I can say I'm a victim. I'm very guilty of doing stuff like that where I ignore the problem and just, you know, never really acknowledge it i guess i'm really guilty of that so i just kind of try to move on be like okay i know this problem's a thing but i'm a, i hope it yeah, goes away i mean everybody thing, has know? their moments where they don't want to acknowledge uh, the emotions they're feeling but the thing is if you continue to just let it be how it is and just keep closing your eyes eventually you're gonna drown I mean, I can see. I don't know. It's just. From what I've been through in life and like what I've been through and what I've experienced. And you you know, pretty much know well what I've really, really been through. It's just personally, I, I can't. I can't ever let somebody in to even talk about my feelings, you know? Even if you've been with me for years, it's just, it's really hard for someone like me to say, hey, I want to talk about this or, hey, I need to talk to you. Because for my whole life, I've been, you know, I've been used. So it's kind of hard to ever go in that emotional direction and be like, hey, I need some help. It's just better for, I guess for me, it's better to ignore it 
Well, do I have some fantastic news for you then? You don't have to let anyone else feel your emotions and open up about them. You can ride the wave yourself. And of course, with every single mental health thing, there seems to be an acronym. And the acronym is WAVE. Of course. And W would be welcoming the emotion. Instead of trying to run from it, acknowledge that it's there. You know, you you don't want to run away from it and drown from it because that just causes more emotions to build up, more anxiety, more stress, more triggers. And then the A is to attend to the way the emotion makes you feel. You know, does it give you pain in your chest? Does it make you feel like, you know, you're not worth anything? You know, see how it makes you feel. And then you need to validate the emotion and its presence. And you can validate it in so many ways. And self-validation is one of the biggest ways that you can do it. You can say, you know, I am allowed to experience this emotion. This feeling will pass, but for now it's here. And there's a whole bunch of coping skills on how to validate almost self-validation of it. And the E stands for exhale. Because nobody watches their breathing when they're feeling an intense emotion. When you're riding that big wave, it's almost like you forget to breathe. But in that attend to the way you feel, if you can just watch your breathing and, you know, be cognizant in that moment, you can kind of exhale when you're, you know, you just body surfed off the wave. And you're, you're in a clear zone. Wow. Just, you're absolutely right, I guess, you know. But, you know, I guess there can be seen. In the, you know, like, there, like you said, there's always, you gotta learn to express your emotions. I mean, I guess I'm a victim of that. I don't know how to like self-acknowledge it you know yeah i i definitely get that i mean it's mostly because of the circumstances i'm in i'm in now as i'm really not gonna go into detail because obvious reasons but you know i feel like i'll get better with myself once i once you leave leave your situation yeah And of course, you know, your privacy is something that's important to me and I'm sure all of the listeners will understand as well. Privacy is extremely important. And, you know, a little bit of self-soothing goes a long way. So when you feel stress, where do you feel it at in your body? My stress? I mean mostly goes to my head you know it's like oh okay i'm stressed out i know i'm stressed out like i'm I'm shaking it doesn't just go to your head really Um, it's it's almost for you a whole body experience i mean in a way because my anxiety whenever my anxiety and stress gets to me it goes to my head and instantly, like, I, I, I know, like, I'm, I'm st- I start worrying about certain things that I really shouldn't be worried about. Yeah, and, you, you know, know, from from what I've known about you, it's almost like you have an underactive stress response. Where you kind of just have the sadness and withdraw and you isolate yourself. Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cause like I just I I I don't like getting help. <laughs> like I've been through some bad situations with getting help in the past, so I just don't like it. But like 
at the same time, I like helping people because I know how I know how yeah, it feels to be in that hard. place. You know, it's you know I'm in that place right now, and it takes a lot of strength for me to even open up about it. You know that I'm in a I'm in a partial hospitalization program. I'm in a day program right now. You know, I could be in a psych hospital, but I'm seeking help so that I can help others. That's what the point of, you know, reason why I just, I, I feel like I'm, I'm perfectly sane or yeah. okay. You know, I get my, I have my moments, you know, I, I'm not. I feel like I don't have the whole yeah. I don't have a horrible life. Like I've I've loved what I experienced so far cuz it teaches me it teaches me things cuz this is a learning experience as being you know someone in my situation is is a learning experience. That's what I've got gathered from it. That's why I'm not always so down and beat over. I mean, yeah, I get upset once in a while. Oh my god, you know, this is annoying. But at the end of the day, it's just, I got to learn to, you know, look at it as a learning experience. It's not always bad to look at it as from a perspective of, yeah. oh, it's learning. Because somebody will look at it from perspective, like, I'm learning stuff and this is bad. I don't need to learn this. But no, sometimes in life you need to learn certain things yeah, in order and to like, cope with yourself. Speaking you know? of coping, what do you do when you're overly stressed to kind of soothe yourself? What kind of coping mechanism do you use? I mean, I game. It, it, it relieves my stress. I just sit down. You know, I try to talk to somebody or if, if, if anybody. And I won't tell them exactly what's going on. I'll be like, hey, I just need to talk to somebody. I'll be like, hey, what's going on? I'll be like, yeah, I just want to let's, yeah. let's, let's play a game, you know? And they're like, okay. <laughs> I never really tell them what's going on. But I feel like my friends, and whenever I say something like that, or I like, hey, let's play a game, it's usually like, hmm, yeah, he's 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 in a mood. And I know so you just game, gifted you know? me a game on Steam. So that that is it kind of an indication that... <laughs> oh no I just wanted <laughs> no but if I ever like text you out of the blue one day and be like hey you know are you busy you're like you're like no well hey are you oh come on you know I'm a sucker for playing, playing games with you <laughs> it's too funny I mean I just made you yeah, exactly. play phasmophobia with me <laughs> exactly it's just like I, I feel like if I ever to me sitting down and playing a game with somebody it, it, it doesn't make me forget it just makes me for that exact moment forget that yeah i don't have to worry about that thing you know and it 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 relieves the stress and you know it gives me time to think and be like, okay now what do I you do when you don't you know? have that computer in front of you yeah like your computer, don't have my computer recently the power supply broke because i bought you mail and it couldn't handle the power <laughs> the sheer power the power so what, what did you do to cope during that time because i know it was really hard for you um you know me too well because you know you could tell oh, yeah. i know you could tell i was stressing out over it I mean, I put on a big face and be like, "Eyes, ah, whatever. I'll, I'll fix it." I know you were panicking. Like, it's like, oh god, this is a, okay. And then you know, that my mom exists. wasn't exactly <laughs> the helpful one at that exact point. I mean, good thing my father figure came through and gave me the money to fix it. But like, when I don't have that, I honestly just go into panic, and I'm but like, I, I have, I have a coping mechanism for it just in case situations like that I usually what I usually do is I try to think about literally nothing I literally sit down watch a series and that's why I really got into Naruto yeah. or why I got into anime in general cause I, it calms well, me down that, that you know? really wouldn't be nothing in fact, you'd be usually using a, like a sensory toolkit of vision. 
like that vision and that hearing because you know maybe you know naruto just you know it, it calms you down because it's something that you can see and you can focus on and the sounds of it can be almost nurturing to your brain so it's not in fact nothing it's something I mean, most people don't even have coping mechanism. I mean, I know my mom, she walks when she's stressed out. Well, so hey, whenever that's she walks a, a lot, mechanism. I know she's stressed. It's, I kinda... it's movement. She's self-soothing by moving. Yeah. She is just like... Like, I can't really talk to a person to keep me to calm down. Because whenever someone tells me, it'll be okay, it's just... It's telling me, like, no, no, it's not. Like, my mind instantly says, no, it's not. That's why I can't really be like, yeah, I'm depressed or, oh, I need to talk to somebody. Because talking to somebody never really calms me or keeps me calm. Yeah, you know? I definitely get that. And do you ever just get stressed enough that you just I mean, I curl could... up in a pile of blankets? Um, <laughs> oh no, my God. I've never gotten that stressed. I think I've gotten to... I think I've got. Oh, well, I actually don't do that. I what I do is, like you said, I cut people off, or I will talk, or I just won't talk to you for a period of time. It won't even be like it won't be nothing against you. You kind of go to the like, world. Yeah, I can't talk to you. Mhm. And I mean, you've known me to do that more than once, so I've gotten to that point where I'm like. I don't need to talk to nobody. No one deserves to talk to me. Or, like, I, I, I feel like I'm annoying somebody in their yeah, presence. I'm going to leave them That's alone. a horrible feeling you know? to have. And I think the only real person that's really seen me... Like, you, I don't think anyone's really heard me emotionally cry. Because, like I said, I don't cry. I've learned in in my world. And in, in where I live, it's horrible to be a quote quote yeah it's almost like it's stuck in that generation where you know emotions aren't real and men can't feel emotions especially exactly like it's just like and you know whenever you're you see this and you learned you've felt it your whole life it's kind of hard to let someone know that you can cry you know I'm pretty sure someone's visibly saw me cry like two people my, like out of my friend group only visually saw me cry and it was like it was because I actually got to that point where I was like I can't and hold you, it in no you more, honestly you know? shouldn't hold it in that long I mean I'm not like that anymore because like you know yeah. whenever my cat passed I didn't cry for weeks I said it was okay it was whatever knowing well that you know hey you're upset you should probably let this emotion out and i'm like no no it's it's whatever <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure you talked to me and you said hey are you are you okay and i'm like i'm, I'm fine yeah could be better well i i usually know that's that's a lie but you know emotions come with an urge like almost a compulsive behavior and that, that kind of emotional urge usually lasts for like 20 to 30 minutes, that emotion. If we don't drown ourselves with the wave, of course. Yeah. Um, but if we can adopt an open and curious attitude about it and let it flow without battling it, the urge subsides. And giving in to the urges yeah. strengthens them. So it's almost like, you know, throwing rocks at a bear. You know, you're just making it angrier. So if we if we don't let these emotions flow out of us, they're just going to keep hitting us over and over again. But I don't think I've ever told you. I think I did eventually oh, cry. Oh, no, I heard you You cry. know, my cat passing. Oh, yeah. You did? 
I think I think I've just got done like like I don't know I I just don't see myself as a big cry but when if I cry you know like to me that lets you know that I've given up yeah. a little bit you know cause like I was trying so hard to be like you know it's whatever you know it's no big deal but it's like you know in my head it's like you know it's the biggest deal in the world it's the, you're basically the person that think the thing that kept you sane for so yeah. many years is gone like whenever you lose something like that when you have that thing for something you're so used to coming home seeing that you know thing you, you don't think anything by it at that exact moment you're just saying, eh, it's whatever. Okay, I'll feed you. I'm going to go play video games, you know? And a yeah. part of me wishes I didn't do that all the time. But, like, when you look... But, like, that's what I did, you know? When you have that thing with you, you know, it's there, you know? I'll see it tomorrow, you know? But as soon as you lose it, the moment you lose it, you wish you never did the thing you did. Because you wish you spent more time or you wish you... You sat there and you at least, you know, appreciated a little bit more. Yeah. But like, you don't realize you don't realize you have something until you really. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's radical acceptance. Because if you take dis- mm-hmm. distress and pain, which is just a normal part of living, and the non-acceptance, so not letting that wave ride over you you get emotional suffering out of it and you need to just radically accept things by you know letting go of fighting that reality in the moment because if we continue to turn the suffering that cannot be tolerated into pain it's gonna be pain but if we you know accept it it's pain that can be tolerated like you know a toothache If you keep biting down on your tooth, it's just going to hurt more. But if you accept the fact that you have a toothache, you stop thinking about it as much. It's basically recognizing and tolerating the reality even when you don't like it. And that's something that a lot of people don't do. I just people there are people out there I, I feel like there are people out there I've met like over the course of me talking to somebody who's really been emotionally dead or can't accept the fact that you know they're in pain because I can accept the fact that I'm in pain I just I just feel like if I get well, help that, I'm that's, feel that's worse. kind of how it works if, and if you, you get help you feel worse before you feel better I mean, I understand that. I mean, I'm not saying don't get therapy, but my experiences with therapy have been all but bad. Yeah. And I guess I have that 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 self-consciousness like, you know what? They don't care. <laughs> They're only there for a paycheck. And I think I've said that over and over. I think I've said that to you like, you know, I don't trust therapists. That's you not radically accepting like... that some do care. Like, I I have a wonderful mm-hmm. therapist, and she cares so much about my my health and my well-being, and it's, it's amazing. I have a wonderful psychiatrist yeah. who also really cares and shows it, but it's the problem of finding it and actually... I guess having the willingness rather than the willfulness of how to do it. I mean, I have my I have my counselors. I mean, they they I mean, they show they show that they care, but you know, I I guess I haven't really accepted yet cuz you know, I'm waiting for so I'm waiting for that point in time where it's like, you know, you're you're going to stab my back like all the other people, right? Is mm. that what you're going to do? It's like I can accept yeah. that they're trying, you know, but but in my head it's like don't 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 
don't do it. You know, you know what's going to happen, right? But like, I think I could say that one of my counselors has really tried their best. Like, and I mean, really tried their best. Like she's pulled me out of classes to get my, to get me ready for college. And I've never, ever had a counselor try so hard for me, you know? Like they're trying so hard to a point where it's like, I, I can acknowledge that, you know, is, is this person doing it for their kindness or for a paycheck? It's like, it's like I've never in my life seen a counselor pull someone out of the classroom knowing that he wants to go to college, knowing doesn't know how to do it, but helps just one student out of the hundreds in our class. One student. And it has made me feel if it made me feel like someone at that school. Yeah, and that's something that definitely matters. I mean, a radical means all the way, complete and total. It's accepting in your mind, Mm -hmm. your heart, your body. And it's, you know, accepting reality is as it is. Like for me, a lot of my medical trauma, which I touched on in my last episode, um, you know, I I don't have to like or agree that it happened, but it it happened. And there are limitations on the future for me. And you know, I try to keep a realistic outlook on it. Everything has a cause. You know, the pain that I'm going through, there's a cause for it. Cause and effect is always there. But life can be and is worth living even with the painful events in it. Because rejecting reality doesn't change the reality. You know, pain can't be avoided. It's nature's way of signaling that something is wrong. I feel like everyone in their life has experienced some type of pain. Like, if you don't experience pain your whole life, and you're just this happy-go person, then I feel like when it finally does hit you, it will hit you hard. And I know I know this from experience because I didn't really experience bad pain until like what I was in ninth grade. Well, that's I pretty sure it was that eighth grade year. And everyone or everyone's already experienced this. Um, this is my first time experience it for the first time. And I remember just, I was just like, I'm not finna do anything. Like, you won't catch me doing nothing. Like, if you didn't think I cared about some things, like, imagine that times 100. (laughs) And I I know, I think you, of all people, witnessed that. Because I think that's around around the time where we really started connecting. So it was like you've spent you know that more that I just didn't care for much things. Yeah, anymore, I, I definitely you know? get that. And you know, that brings me to a funny point where today I remember one of uh, the group workers in our uh ten forty five session was like, Yeah, if you know somebody who hasn't, you know, felt pain like this there's something wrong with them. Like, psychopath (laughs) level. And, you know, one of the easiest ways, I feel like, of getting rid of the emotions that are just badgering you over and over again is mindfulness. And it can literally just be simply noticing what we don't normally notice because our minds tend to wander about 50% of the time. But, you know, every time you be mindful, you're exercising your brain and becoming mentally fitter to be in that situation rather than passively allowing our attention to be dominated by things and cause us to stress and take us away from the moment. It can be as simple as, you know, feeling from your feet all the way up to your head and just starting with focusing on your feet 
or you know grounding yourself by looking at something and describing it in your head as if you know you were seeing it for the first time you know i'm somebody who dissociates so i'm often like miles away in my own head without knowing it um but when I have to ground myself, I have to use mindfulness because there's there's not really much else that, you know, you can do. It can be something like a walk where you can notice the sensation in your body through the act of walking, the movement of your feet, your legs, your yeah. arms, your head, your body, you know, noticing your breath, looking around and noticing what you see, hear, and feel. Like, when you look at a picture or a video of a beach, what do you envision? When I look at a video of a beach, I would say happiness. Because that was the last, I think, one of the last real times, you know. Me, my father figure, and my mom were a family, you know. Where there wasn't no problems, you know, we were... You know, we weren't. We didn't have the best place. We didn't have the best car. We didn't have the best internet. But you know, at least we had each other. And I, I think that's what I miss about being. I, I must say, quote unquote, poor. We weren't poor. It's just. I, I don't know. It's just. I, I feel like money gets your head while you yeah, even notice it. Yeah, it does. And that. So to me, I guess I can envision happiness because it was one of the, it could be different for anybody, you know, because anybody could say, you know, oh, my grandpa, um, he used to go to the beach a lot and he he's he's gone. So I, when I look at the beach, it's sad to me. But to me, I guess it's happiness because it reminds me that there, there can there's such things as a real family out there. You know, that we used yeah, to be you know, people, people you are know. so different. When I see a video of like a beach and just waves hitting the sand, all I can imagine is just standing there and hearing like the soft ripple of the waves up onto the shore and feeling a breeze on my face and the warm sun. And I've never been to the ocean. (laughs) Well, I've I've been been (laughs) to the ocean once, but it was like in the middle of the winter. In cold season, Florida. Bruh. <laughs> you went to Florida in the cold I was season. for Christmas sure was to visit that? one of my sisters. Um, and we decided to drive down to Florida because I had never seen the ocean before. And I'm used, I'm used to beaches beach because my, my family's always gone on vacation to, you know, um, Lake Huron. And... You know, I love that lake, no matter how dirty and gross it is. It's not as bad as Lake Erie. Anyone Mm. can fight me on this one. And I just, I Mm. love knowing, you know, the sensation of sand on your feet and, you know, a breeze hitting you while it's, you know, warm and just being able to take all of that in like if I ever had a dream house it would be a house on a lake yeah I mean shit I would take wait no volcanoes never mind I was like "Mm, I I say that every time though (laughs) I mean it's completely actually it's mostly completely inactive (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna look this up. Hawaii volcano. Is it? Is it? Oh, it erupted. Yeah, you lied. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> hey, hey, but it's mostly dead. <laughs> mostly. I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like we wouldn't worry about a volcano erupting into one here in the U.S. So. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the big, the the, me- the mega volcano that you know 
this yeah, set could no, be rocking. Yeah, no, I, I can get that for sure. But you know, let's not worry about that. <laughs> let's worry about that when it happens. You know, I'm I'm thinking back on what we've been talking about, and it's just it's just come to me like ring a little bell in my head that with distress tolerance you use a lot of distraction skills especially with like activities and contributing like you'll edit videos and you know you game um you do push away for sure you you take a break from that painful situation um but at some point you do you know go back to it and you definitely use thoughts because you know you're replacing your thoughts you're watching your favorite animes you know have you ever just held ice in your hand and just focused on that because i think you should try it see see no because we don't 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 have have ice. ice Listen, this is Georgia. We, it's bipolar here every other week. <laughs> like, it's like someone's mind changing. The top It's the okay. Top we're in the middle of fall spring That's literally here. how Georgia You know, is. we were having nice weathers in fall, fall, fall spring. Fall. So, so it was false. Fall it was, it was like the- 70 degrees out or so for like two days. And then we're back into there. like the low 50s. And it's it's raining and snowing. I'm the high and nines. we're we're all confused. I'm... You know, you either it's turn your AC warming. on or you turn your heat on. There's not really an in between right now. That's that's how I feel in Georgia because you know you can go walk outside one day, be freezing cold, and then I'm gonna you go get walk my winter back jacket out, there out. And it's hot as hell. Get a jacket. <laughs> You're like, what, what is this? <laughs> You're like, I think I've done that before where I woke up in the morning. So it's pretty warm out here. Walks outside with a short, like I don't wear shorts. I'm really self-confident about my body. So I wore shorts to go to school. Wow. For once. Walk outside, felt that breeze. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go back inside. So you definitely have some uh, body dysmorphia. Self-confidence issue. Well, it's because of something with my legs that I like I'm allergic to mosquitoes so I have a skin disease where it spots on my leg oh no I definitely get that and so whenever I I look I mean people could say it doesn't matter it matters to you I I have that phobia of something I have that phobia of someone coming to me like ew what's wrong with your legs and I'm I'm gonna be like I'm just allergic to mosquitoes my my man <laughs> like, but it's like I, that's why I keep like that's why you'll never ever see me without a picture about shorts, and I don't even wear them around the house because like my mom's the same way, obviously. But like, sh- I have yeah. I mean, my mom has her. lupus, and she gets a whole bunch of like spots on her legs that are a bit red and raised and everything and you know i'm pretty much the next in the genetic pool of the family to get lupus we're just waiting on the test results to come back positive at this point and i i get those spots too and it makes me a little bit self-conscious a little bit more than you know having cellulite on my legs um fuck you soccer why did I have to play you for so many years? Um, Why did I have to play you know, you get, you for get so many years? But, you know, it's it's one of those, like, if my legs aren't perfectly smooth, you know, it kills me. And it's the same with my arms. You know, I'm constantly using, like, the most hydrating lotions and, like, pure organic shea butter. Just trying... I guess that's with me because I have spots all over my body. It's not like, I think the only, because the only wear you, because you know, it's mosquitoes. Yeah, and so especially it in Georgia. Oh. So I wear, yeah. So I wear jackets and people would, it could be like a hundred degrees outside. I wear a jacket. They're like, well, are you hot? I'm like, yeah. Then why don't you check your jacket? Oh, you see, I'm the same to. way, but I'm cold always. 
I'm almost always cold. Like, I can be sweating, but I internally feel like, you know, I'm in a freezer. You're cold. Alex, why you have this jacket off? Like, why are you sweating? Outside. Um, because I'm cold. <laughs> but it's hot out. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm sweating because I'm cold. Yeah, it's like that a it's like sense. a freezer melting a little bit. Yeah, so your your, your coldness is going. Yeah, on you know your you forehead. gotta get the sweat stash, which is so so pretty for a lady you know you're just you know taking a nice walk get that uh nice sweat stash going so you have to wipe it off <laughs> oh my god I, I i feel i feel empathy for being a woman because like, i could never be in your shoes <laughs> wearing makeup being worried what i look about all this what i look like all the time i i couldn't do that because all i gotta do is for a guy, it's put on a shirt, some pants. I look good. Well, I mean, I mean, there <laughs> are men that wear makeup, and you know, it's kind of a choice thing. You know, my sister for the longest time never wore makeup, and I remember putting makeup on when I was like thirteen. And from then, I would get up at like five thirty every morning, do my hair, and get ready for school, and do my makeup. And, like, at some point, it became so exhausting that I'd literally sleep in the outfit that I planned on wearing the next day. So I only had to worry about my hair and my makeup. And then I chopped my hair off, and that became easier. But, you know, I still, like, I would try to advance my makeup a little bit. You know, what's, you know, what's big right now? What looks good? What are people at the school wearing? I... I think like I I just feel like I feel like uh, don't get me wrong I'm one of those guys that could see a girl without makeup because I've dated girls who've wore makeup all the time and I'm like I don't want I want to see you one day I want you to come to school one day without makeup like do it do it for oh, me. that was my I know senior you're pretty year about it oh at some point I gave up <laughs> I was like wake me up like two minutes before we gotta leave get me <laughs> i would just put my hair up in a bun but you know there were those like three four years that i was just so worried about how i looked every single day and now as a as an adult like i almost find it like i have to do something with my hair every day at least like put it up nice or something or else i'm I being judged like- I feel like as a, I feel like as a guy who has the skin disease or someone who has the self, like I have self, my self confidence isn't like best. I have someone, I have to have someone visible. So I'm like, you're doing a good job, you know? Because even though yeah, I know I'm doing a good job, I need someone to be like that validation. He's like, am I really doing something great? Is am I really doing something good right now? But like. Back, back to topic on hand. Basically, I, I feel like as a guy who's been through the ringer of like being judged, like it feels horrible, honestly, when you're trying to fit in and you're trying to, you know, not cause any attention to yourself and you're like, you know, I'm just, I'm just here, man, you know. <laughs> and like, it's, it, it hurts when, you know, when everyone knows who you are and then they're like, Hey, why don't you do this? And you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I, I feel great. <laughs> you know, I don't need to take up this jack. I'm totally not. Yeah, I'm totally not getting heat stroke right as now. we talk. Don't worry about me. <laughs> like I remember, I got so hot one day. I took off my jacket during school, and my friends looked at me like he took off his jacket. <laughs> Like, they all stared at me. I'm like, what? They're like, you took off your jacket. I'm like, okay, and They're like... It's okay. It's like the end of my senior year of high school, which I know yours is coming up real quick. Um, Like, it... Oh, God. Our school didn't have AC. And it would get hot as heck. So, you know, we'd wear shorts, and the shorts policy was, you know... It, your shorts have to be below your fingertips or you know to your knees yeah. and I have short arms because <laughs> I'm a short person 
so I'd wear shorts that, you know, some people might consider to be like, oh, those are short shorts. See, like, it's not like I was showing my butt cheeks. Like, come on. Um. <laughs> Alex over here trying to be the thug at the bottom. I never got yelled at. Because my fingertips you were serious? way shorter than my shorts. Uh, Alex over here wearing. Oh heck no! Butt talk I was I was modest. I was still modest, but I'd, <laughs> I'd wear like a hoodie and then shorts, and I would just remember like that leg sweat when you sit that's, in those chairs and then like getting up and being like mm. these are sweat marks from my legs and like sticking to the seats and that was a, i i stopped wearing i stopped wearing shorts <laughs> i think that's pain like i could never like that's the you know that's the definition of i'm hot but i'm cold like i have shorts on because i'm hot but I have a jacket on. Yeah, that's usually how my summer goes. A hoodie and shorts. And that's even if I want to put on shorts. Sometimes I'm just like, Oof. fuck it. Oh, traumatized. God, I'm traumatized, traumatized by, by like <laughs> shorts in general. And you know, I have a horrible self-image as well. So it's extremely hard to you know, be like, oh, you know, there's probably cellulite on the back of my thighs and somebody's gonna look at it and be like, huh? (laughs) What is that? And then you gotta explain to them. I hate when people ask about, like, when I take off my jacket, they're like, what what is that on your arm? I'm like, a spot. They're like, you should just start telling people you have eczema. I actually don't know what my skin disease is called. It might be eczema. My parent. Is it like, like dry spots? But like it's not like lifted dry spots. No, it's just like in my skin. Oh. No, like it's a part of my skin now. Is it psoriasis? That's like like I couldn't tell you. Cause I, cause like the way it works is I get back by a mosquito. Oh, scab over, scab off. It'll be clear. It'll be clear for a little bit, and then eventually, over time, like there's a part of my arm, like where you can tell. Yeah, I know. I've, gotten I've darker seen time. some pictures of you without your jacket on, and I've seen like the scars on your arms. Yeah. And I was never, well, I'm never one to ask because you know everyone yeah. has their own thing. Which reminds me that I went to a doctor's appointment um, within like the last month. And I have old self-harm scars that I've been trying to cover with a beautiful half-sleeve traditional style. American traditional. And this man turns my arm around and goes, so you're cutting? And I was like, no, sir. I've been clean for over a year. And he was like, do you have a, do you have a, a therapist? Do you have a psychiatrist? And I was like, yes, sir. I sure do. And he was like, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not here for your mental health. And I was like, I never asked you to be here. In fact, I never asked to be here. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> I hate it. I love people. I hate it. That are like... like, that's the rudest thing you can say. And for a doctor to say it. Ugh. It, it, I, I could never. Yeah, it's, uh. I could never go up to a person like, hey, is that, is that, is that a scar on your arm? That, was that doesn't look out of place whatsoever. Because I was, I was a cutter in high school. You know, at some point you know i was bullied a lot towards the end of high school and i think only a certain group bullied me because i scared the rest because i would threaten to kick someone's ass like in the middle of the hallway it never happened but i wasn't afraid to make threats the short the short girl yeah you know like come hit me with your crutch bitch (laughs) 
Like, I'm not worried about it. Come hit me with your crutch. Hit me first. Come on. Hit me first. I would never, I would never hit someone first. No, that's no, that's literally me. That's why no one bullies me or touch or mess with me because I literally sat there and messed with the biggest guy in school. This guy came at me. He's like, "I'm gonna beat your butt," and I'm like, "Do it. Try me. Hit me first and see what happens." And he looked at me, and we stayed in eye contact. I'm like, what, "What's what's what's the problem? You too afraid to hit me?" <laughs> he said, "You you ain't worth it." Walked away. Everyone's staring. Oh my god, let's just stand up to this this dude. I should be scared of him. This, this, and I'm sitting here like that dude wasn't all that. He was too scared to even hit a little a guy who's yeah. Never I had remember a fight standing at my uh, my locker that I shared with one of my friends because we had way too many people in my high school, and um, mm-hmm. this girl that had been like absolutely horrible to me, who now her name is Alex too, or his name. I'm not sure the pronouns, but. Their name is Alex as well, which I find hilarious. Um, because we both ended up with the same mental health diagnoses, which probably made sense in the long run about like why we didn't get along at some point. But um, she was yeah. walking down the hall, and I was like, "Oh, you're too much of a pussy to hit me, bitch." And, like, I I kept taunting her because my mom always said, never hit first. Self-defense only. So I would, I would taunt her. Yeah, I would, I would taunt people. And I, I hung out with one of the meanest people. And I don't know why I did that. And to this day, I still question it because she's the fakest person. And... Rebecca, if you're listening, you're the fakest person. I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. Get some help. You need it. Anyways, um, and people just didn't (laughs) bother me, but, you know, it was one of those things where I was always so self-conscious about it, and... I was I was I was almost a little bit mm. thankful that after prom my senior year, you know, I was going in for knee surgery, so I kind of just pieced out. Like I, I know you listened to my last mm. episode, so you probably know that like people thought I went to jail. Oh my god! They what? Yeah, people <laughs> thought I like went to jail or I was you know, killed or in the hospital or dying because I just disappeared. I mean, I, the way I, only I talked know to you one now. person really my senior year. So, you know, when I just disappeared from the face of the earth, <laughs> people were like, wait, what the fuck? And then show up graduation night in a wheelchair drugged up on Norco. Oh. No, most awkward moment of my life. It's always going to be a traumatic event for me. Because at, at your graduation, you're going to experience this. That. You know, each individual's family is going to clap for them, you know. Yay! I had the whole stadium clap for me. Because I was in a wheelchair. And I was like, I swear to God. Bruh. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even that special. And I remember. I remember crying after. Like I I cried because I wanted to go home. That's social. Oh, I have sensory issues. I can't be in the same room with like four or five people at a time. I will lose it. And you're in a state. You're in a room with a stadium. It was a whole stadium. And like to the point where every everybody got four tickets for family. And this is uh, you know, definitely pre-COVID days. And he and like obviously I have a twin sister. So we had eight tickets total. So we only had like five people coming 
So the rest went to, mm-hmm. you know, people who were asking. People would be like, oh my God, I need a ticket for so-and-so to come. And, you know, they, everyone was just, you know, if I don't need this ticket, you can have this ticket. Except the few bitches that were like, pay me. You know, in the end, we didn't really care. You know, you want your family to be there. You want the people you care about to be there and to watch you. But um, I regretted that. Probably, you know. I probably would have regretted a lot of it things was like during that was situation. Like, oh, the disabled kid graduated. And I was like, oh, you fucking bitches. <sighs> this is not permanent. Uh, I mean, it's, it might be soon. If my knee keeps my knees keep acting up, I might oh. end up in a wheelchair. You know, you you never know what the future holds, and that's part of radical acceptance for me is knowing that there is that possibility. Oh God. And accepting it. I think I sit on my ass. <laughs> you, you see, I can't even go for a walk around the block because not only does my heart start acting up. But my knees will start to dislocate while I'm walking. And if I fall and I'm stuck there, I'm fucked. Random guy. You need help? No, no, no I'm fine. I, I I'm just, would I'm be just one stretching. to that too. You know, I was the one when I first dislocated my kneecap. Like everyone it's... was like, do you need help up? And I was like, no, 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 no. Got up myself, immediately snapped the kneecap back in place and starts crying like a baby. I shouldn't have put any weight on that leg. <laughs> Alex in that moment, this is a bullshit. Goddamn, oh, so, so anxiety. I'm going to make you go listen to my other podcast now. <laughs> oh, I mean, I did listen to it. As you see, I just kind of fell asleep. Yeah, but it's it also five calming. In like, the I can listen to it, and to... I start to like want to fall asleep. And I'm sure this is gonna be just as calming. And people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's almost an hour long, yay!" And then you know they're gonna wake up, and you know they miss the whole thing. <laughs> have to go back to the last thing they remember and (laughs) no i hate when i do that like will you ever watch a movie series and be like okay i'm I'm gonna watch like two episodes one and a half episodes in wake up like like, you're like like, like, 20 episodes down (laughs) i think that's why netflix put that i've done that before watching with each other who does no, not give, don't a, give damn. a damn? They're like, you're watching, homie. They're like, hey, you, you may be asleep, but like, <laughs> you we get you we oh, yeah. give them the ad money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, all they That's care why about. if I buy Hulu, money. I'm gonna get ad free. F that. Oh no, man, I think I'm caught up on everything but like the last season. You, I will watch the last season with you. We will watch that together because <laughs> I have Hulu, so I can watch the last season again. Okay, well, uh, I'm definitely probably gonna wrap things up now because we're getting to that one hour mark, and that is beautiful. I didn't even think we would record half of this today, and it's twelve seventeen in the morning, and here we are. Hey, man, at least. At least you get, I get to spend time talking to someone. Oh, that's too sweet. Like you. <laughs> you know, I was kind of forced in the situation. I, I was just like, oh, timing's, recording this now? Timing's timing. <laughs> you know, I, I had the inspiration no, she, she, when she, I picked she, up on things. She sent... She sent... She sent it to me. She's like, oh, well, we're doing this now. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I said, inspirations, inspirations, cool. inspiration. You you can't change when you feel that right. little spark to do something. You can only act on it. 
Meanwhile, me looking at all the edited footage of the edit. <laughs> My bad. Uh, no, I'm good. I had I wasn't gonna okay, do it anyway. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me, Nigel, and everybody out there. You know, if you want to be a part of this podcast if you want to talk if you have questions go ahead and follow me on my socials they are linked and you know i just hope that everybody has a wonderful day and just you know sit and think about some of the things we talked about today remember everyone yeah i mean everyone can do things and you know don't forget to smile and i'll see you guys next time